RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. The Kansas City Athletics faced the Detroit Tigers at Tiger Stadium for a Friday night game on September 30th, 1966. The A's entered the game at the bottom of the AL West with a 71-86 and record. The Tigers were a team on the rise with 88 wins. The full broadcast of this game has been lost, but the exciting innings from the bottom of the 5th through the 8th are presented today from the Kansas City KMCO broadcast featuring announcers Monty Moore and Lynn Ferris. Well, the Oregon here in Tiger Stadium sending a birthday salute along to Frank Scaff. It's his birthday tonight, and also that of Johnny Podman. It's not Monty Moore's birthday, but he's sure ready to go. Okay, partner. I'd celebrate if the A's could get some to win this game. Here's Mickey Stanley. At a single, his first time up in the ball game. Right-handed batter. Here's the pitch. It's a call strike from Odom, who's throwing that ball hard here again tonight. Odom has walked one and struck out three. Wilson hasn't walked anybody, and that's pretty well for usual with him. He's struck out seven. A nothing-nothing game. The A's and the Tigers, a big ball game for both clubs. Financially a big game for the Tigers. Here's the 0-1 count. Curveball swung and popped foul behind the plate. No balls, two strikes. The Tigers do not have a 300 hitter on the ball club. Al Keeline leads with a 290 average. Stanley is right behind with 288. Stanley's played in only 91 games. They expect that he might be their regular center fielder all next year. No balls, two strikes. Odom fires way outside with a waste ball. One and two. That one actually knocked the mitt off Bill Roof's hand. But the ball stayed in the mitt and was separated from Roof about two feet off to his right. Boy, this is the kind of a night a guy that throws it hard as Odom can make a catcher's hand puff up pretty big. Before it's all over, it's really cold here. Here's the one and two bet. Curveball popped up on the infield. Ed Charles and Bill Roof coming in. They're calling Charles in on the play, and Ed makes the catch right in front of Roof. So there's one away here in the fifth inning of the ball game. Kansas City nothing, Detroit nothing. Here's Bill Freehand, Tiger catcher, who singled in the second inning. The Tigers have had three hits, all singles. Bill Freehand, catching in his 134th game of the year. Here's the line by Odom, the pitch on the way. Foul upstairs. Strike one. In Odom's last three starts, he has pitched two shutouts. He shut out Cleveland by a score of three to nothing. He then lost the shutout to Washington, giving up a run in the last half of the ninth inning. The score of that game won nothing. Then he came right back in his next start and beat Cleveland again, shutting him out two to nothing. Here's the 0 1 pitch. Sinker's a little low, one ball and one strike. has given up only two runs in his last four starts. And he has gone at least seven and two-thirds innings in each of the last four starts. Here's the one-and-one pitch. A little high and inside. Ball two. With as many days off as the Athletics have had, not having played since last Sunday, you can see the confidence manager Alvin Dark has in this youngster because he could have chosen anybody on the pitching staff. They're all rested for a big game. Here's a 2-1 pitch. High. Ball three. 
So the count is three balls and one strike to freehand with one out here in the fifth inning of a scoreless game. Indicate how big a game Alvin Dark feels it is. He has his big right-hander Jim Nash in the bullpen tonight. Case Odom might need some help. Here's a 3-1 pitch. Foul, that's out of play. So the count goes full at three balls and two strikes. If Nash does not have to get up and warm up tonight or get into the game, he will be the starting pitcher here tomorrow. If he does get into the game, and for a brief period of time, he would pitch on Sunday as the starter. Here's a 3-2 pitch to Freehand. Inside, he walked in. Freehand is on. That's the second walk issued by Odom tonight. And the batter is Earl Wilson, the Tiger pitcher. Wilson, one of the best hitting pitchers in all of baseball, has hit seven home runs this year. And that's more than some of the Tiger regulars. For instance, Gates Brown, an outfielder, has hit only seven home runs, and he's played in 86 games. Wilson has played in a total of 42 games, counting pinch hit appearances. Mickey Stanley, an outfielder, has played in 91 games and has hit only three homers. McFarland, the catcher, has hit only five homers. So Wilson is dangerous. Here's the wind of pitch. Got called strike. No balls and a strike. Detroit as a team has battered 176 homers. Compare that with 64 the Athletics have hit this year as a team. Odom's pitch. Wilson swing pops it up. Short center field. Monday coming in. Rick's calling everybody else off. And he takes care of it. There are two down. That's what you call sawing off a bat in a guy's hand. Odom hit Wilson right on the fist and broke a bat. As Wilson comes back trotting behind home plate. He's grinning a little bit. That's what you call bees in the bat. On a night like this, boy, you can really sting your hands when one hits you on the fist. Two down, top of the batting order. Now here's Jake Wood, right-handed batting second baseman. Pitch. Strike call to Wood. He was taking all the way. The Tigers nothing, the Athletics nothing. Last half of the fifth inning. clubs have had opportunities. The A's had runners at second and third, but their runners were there with two down. 0-1 pitch. In the dirt, a nice pickup by catcher Phil Roof. One ball, one strike. The Tigers had runners at first and third with one out in the second inning. A ball and a strike to count. Runner leads at first base. Odom gives him a look. Throws to the plate. Sinks off too much again. Ball two. For the Athletics, Bill Roof is behind the plate. Ed Charles back in the lineup at third tonight. Campanaris at shortstop. Green at second. And Danny Cater at first. The A's outfield has Jim Gosger in left. Rick Monday in center. And Mike Hirschberger in right. And pitching for Kansas City... Young right-hander John Lee Blue Moon Odom, who won five and lost five so far. Throw to first, back in time is freehand. 
Two and one count. Another throw to first, and that ball gets away from the first baseman, Cater, but it hit the umpire, Red Flaherty, in the leg, and stayed close enough to first that Cater was able to pick it up with no advance being made. So the A's got a break. When the ball went to the right of the A's first baseman, Danny Cater, and hit the umpire, Red Flaherty, in the leg. Here's Odom's 2-1 pitch, swinging a foul down by Jake Wood. It's 2-2 two two now. The American League champion Baltimore Orioles were beaten in the first game of their doubleheader tonight with Minnesota. They have come up with two runs in the sixth inning of the second game. The Twins are leading in that one 5-2. to two. Harmon Killebrew's hammered a couple of home runs tonight for Minnesota is 38th and 39th of the year. A 2-2 pitch to Jake Wood. Sidearm fastball is fouled down. It's the first time Odom has gone that far down sidearm tonight. He really dropped down. Two balls, two strikes, two down, and one on. Last half of the fifth inning of a fine ball game being played in Tiger Stadium, Detroit. Odom's pitch, swing and a high bouncer towards third. Ed Charles going to have a hard time throwing his man out. He flagged it down, throws the first too late. Charles had to wait on that high bouncer to come down. And that Jake Wood can really run. Charles fielded the ball, made a high throw to first base with not too much on it. And Wood is safe with a hit. The Tigers are set up now with runners at first and second, two down. And here is Dick McCullough. McCullough having a good year for the Tigers again, hitting 273 with 22 home runs, eight triples, 15 doubles. The lead runner, Bill Freehand. The trailing runner at first is Jake Wood. McCullough shortens up on the bat a little bit. Here's the pitch. Fastball, a strike, it's called. Norm Cash is on deck. The big man of great concern right now is at the plate, and that's Dick McCullough. One strike count. Odom fires. Strike two, it's called. That fastball hits the knees. No balls, two strikes. That's pretty much the perfect pitch. It's a tough one for anybody to handle. But McAuliffe is looking for a pitch he can pull. and two count. Odom ahead of him. Checks the runner. Fires to the plate. Sinker again. This time, little outside. Ball one. One and two. Close enough that with two strikes on him, many batters will go for that pitch. A score from the National League headliner tonight. The Dodgers one and the Philadelphia Phillies two. They're playing at Philadelphia in the seventh inning. Odom's 1-2, pitch to McCullough. In the dirt, ball two. So McCullough has hung on patiently with two strikes on him and worked the count to two balls and two strikes. Bill Freehand, the runner at second base. Jake Wood at first. No score in the game. 
last half of the fifth inning. Good to have you with us tonight on the A's radio network. Odom whips the pitch to the plate. McCullough takes ball three. It's low again. So the count is three balls and two strikes. And with two down, that means the runners will be moving. So any kind of an extra base hit here could give the Tigers two runs because Wood can really run. And he'll be breaking with nobody holding against him at first base. A's manager Alvin Dark has just sent a series of signs out to the catcher, Phil Roof, and he'll relay them to Odom. There go the runners. Here's the pitch. Fastball line to right center field. Base hit. One run is coming in to score. Bundy cuts the ball off in right center. Here comes Wood trying to score. Now they're getting the hold up as he's got to stop at third. A great throw by Rick Bundy. The eighth center fielder raced in the right center field. Cut that ball off that was headed for the fence. McCullough ends up in second. The Tigers get a run, and the batter is Norm Cash. Boy, that McCullough has killed Kansas City pitching as long as he's been in the American League. And he just unloaded a big one. Boy, what a play by that Monday in right center field. Now with first base open, Al Kaline is the next scheduled batter. Are the A's going to pitch to Norm Cash here or not? Roof is squatting down behind home plate. Odom goes to the line. Here's the pitch. Cash takes it. It goes in the dirt. A great stop by Roof. Saves the run. Frank Scaff, the Tiger manager, is also the third base coach. He had been waving Wood on from the time the ball was hit. Of course, the runner from second knew he was going to go, so Scaff immediately picked up his runner at first base and started giving him the go sign, not realizing Monday could make a pickup as he did in right center field and a throw to the infield. Here's the 1-0 pitch. There to drive to right, not hit too hard. Hershberger should get it in front of the fence. He's got it. Blue Moon Odom hit Norm Cash right on the fist with one. That ball didn't sound too good when it left the bat. And Hershberger was able to make a catch right in front of the fence in right field. So Odom, here in the fifth inning, sees one run come across the plate. Two hits. Two men left on. After five full innings of play, the score, Detroit won, Kansas City nothing. Say, I have a question for you. wonder if you've been able to visit baseball's Hall of Fame, Cooperstown, New York. A shrine for the great names in baseball. Rogers Hornsby, Joe DiMaggio, Dizzy Dean, Luke Appling, Gabby Hartner, many others. Well, there's still another name that has won respect among baseball fans. Friendly Bob Adams, your loan-by-phone specialist with the GFC Loan Company. Bob has built his reputation and GFC on service to people who need loans of twenty-five dollars to $2,000. Bob knows many times you run short of cash, doctor bills, car payments, other expenses. You call Bob and the GFC team. You get the money you need without an hour wasted. Phone them tonight. Grand one, fifty-three seventy-three. Later on, you can pick up the money and sign for it at the GFC office nearest you. Well, then the Kansas City area, 3940 Main, corner of Westport and Main, 3129 Swope Parkway. Call tonight, Grand One, 537, GFC Loan Company. Now as we go to the sixth inning of the ball game, 
The Athletics have got to play catch-up ball against Earl Wilson, a man who has beaten Kansas City 13 times and lost to them only four in his big league career. The A's have had only three singles. The Tigers now have had a total of five hits in the game. Big one being by McCollum with the runners moving on a 3-2 pitch in the fifth inning. Odom had gotten him, no balls, two strikes. The A's started off now with Campy Campanaris, the shortstop. He's the leadoff batter for the A's and has been most of the season. Campy hitting 266. He's hit safely in the last five games in a row, but only one hit a game. Here's the pitch. Strike, it's called from Wilson. He has not walked a batter. The closest he came was on a 3-1 count to Campanaris to start the game. He rallied from that 3-1 count to throw two strikes by Campy and struck him out. Now the big right-hander fires again. Campanaris takes it outside. Hits one ball, one strike. Campanaris with 49 stolen bases to his credit had a fantastic month of September stealing bases. Now the one and one. There's a drive to center. Base hit for Campanaris. His hitting streak now goes to six in a row, and the A's have the potential tying run on. And the man they'd rather have on in this situation than any other man they have on the roster. Coming up behind him is Mike Hirschberger, a good hit and run man. Mike batting 251 for the year. He's 0 for 2 in this game against Wilson. The Tigers will shorten up their infielders just a bit now with Hirschberger there. McAuliffe and Wood will cheat just a bit towards the middle of the diamond to protect in the double play. Here's a pitch. It's a little low, ball one. Campanaris got a big lead off first base, but did not go. Bill Freehand is a good throwing catcher. Wilson down to the stretch again. Campanaris gets a lead. Wilson looks at him a long time. Bobs his head a couple of times. There goes Campy. The pitch swung on and fouled down. Hershberger fouled it off with Campanaris going. Mike seemed to be trying to hit that ball through that big hole on the right side of the infield. With the first baseman holding Campanaris and the second baseman over towards second for the double play. They've really got a big hole on the right side of the infield because with Campy breaking, second baseman had gone over to cover second that time and he had a full 90 feet to shoot through. A ball and a strike. There goes Campy again. The pitch is swung off, bounce to the left side of the infield. Third baseman has got it. Word throws the first. Campanaris round second, goes to third. He slides in there and he's out at third base. On the throw to Dick McCullough. Now Campanaris and McCullough are in a fight. A fist fight going on with Campanaris and McCullough. Everybody out of both dugouts out onto the field. Campanaris and McCullough really went at it. Ed Charles and Earl Wilson are squared away. Just off to the right a little bit. Campanaris, I believe, is hurt on the play. We have some 70 ball players out on the field right now. There are no arms or fists being swung, but believe me, there were some swung by Campanaris and McCollum. Campanaris tried to go all the way from first to third on a ground out to the third baseman work. Campy slid in the third base and he slid hard. 
McAuliffe got up slugging Campaneras, and Campy went after him. And Campaneras now is limping off the field, and he's limping pretty badly. He may be through for the night. Why, you think these guys are not playing this one as if everything depended on it? The umpire, Bob Stewart, behind all plate, is now arguing with Alvin Dark about something. I don't know what it's about, but Alvin has really got his dander up. They're out in the middle of the infield. Campaneras is limping back to the dugout. Well, Lynn, that one emptied the benches in the dugout and in the bullpen. It's the second one we've seen this year, but the first one was with the Red Sox when Canigliaro started out to the mound after being challenged by Lou Krauss, but he never went out there. He thought more wisely of it. Jim Nash led the charge that night, was the first to go to Krause's, uh side. But no, no uh, punches were thrown. There were some uh, good ones here. And uh, you never saw so many guys out there. Well, they may have thrown Campaneras out of the game. I don't know. Alvin Dark is appealing to all the umpires out there. He went over to talk with Luke Appling after his big argument with Bob Stewart. And now Stewart is going out to talk again. Marty Springstead, the third base umpire who called the play at third base, is now in an argument with Alvin Dark. Well, Campanera's trying to go from first to third was cut down on a perfect throw from Norm Cash to Dick McCullough. Now, Campy slid in hard to McCullough, but this is no Sunday school league. And McCullough got up and kneed Campanera's first. While Campy was down, McCullough jumped down on him with his knee first. Then Campy got up and went after him. I don't know what's going on, but the way Alvin Dark is arguing, I've got to assume that something against Kansas City has happened here. I tell you, Alvin's mad. After talking to uh, Springstead and Bob Stewart, he went over to check with Luke Appling, and since Luke was so close to third base in the coach's box, I'm sure he wanted to get his version of who started it. And I would have to guess that uh, after getting that, Luke uh, probably reporting that Campy uh, was need has made uh, our skipper all the more furious. He's really in it with Stewart at home plate. Now pointing down towards third base. Boy, Charles came very close to getting into it with Wilson. Wilson acted as the interceptor. The Chief Charles, uh, Ed was trying to get to Campanaris's A. Campy had gotten either knocked down or fallen down off balance. And uh, he was in a bad situation on the ground with several Tigers close to him where they really could have gotten to the A's little guy. And uh, that's the mark of the old pro. Charles was trying to get to Campy's side. And Wilson cut in and prevented Charles from it. And Ed wasn't, uh, he was all set to go at it with Wilson. Oh, there's some guys on Wilson in our dugout right now. He just tried to stare down somebody in our dugout. Well, we still, as of this moment, have to assume that Campanaris was either thrown out or has hurt badly enough because Ozzie Chavarria, utility infielder, is going down to the dugout in the bullpen. Jim Gosger's the batter with two down here in the sixth inning. The Tigers leading one nothing in a hotly contested battle. Here's the pitch. Gosger takes high ball one. Mike Hirschberger just slammed his glove down in the dugout as hard as he could slam it. We've got a mad bunch of Kelly Green and gold-suited Kansas City A's fans. All right, here's the 1-0 pitch. 
There's a drive to right center field. We got to tie it up ball game. Way back, way back. It hits the upper deck. Gosker ties it up with a home run. Jim Gosker just powdered one off the roof of Tiger Stadium in right field. And now it really hurts that Campy was out at third base, too. As the A's could have had a lead. But there was no doubt about him being out. It was by how much? Now here's Ed Charles at the plate in a tied-up one-and-one game. Boy, I've never seen Gosker hit one that hard. Here's a pitch. Charles swings away and fouls it off strike one. You know, Monty Gosker loves to hit in this park. I don't know whether it's just a... I think it's a combination of the park, which has long been home-run haven, and the fact that uh, Jim's home is only 50 miles away. But uh, I didn't want to say anything until it actually happened. He said before the game tonight, when he walked in the dressing room, he would hit a home run during this series. Here's the old one pitch to Ed Charles. There's a smash to right center field. The A's are stirred up at the base head. Boy, they were mad at Campanaris being kicked out of the game, or if he weren't kicked out, he was stopped on by the tagger shortstop McAuliffe enough that he's out of the game. The way Dark was arguing, I have to guess from here that he was kicked out, though. Now here's Danny Cater. Charles has just had his second hit of the night. Cater has already had two hits in the game. Wilson to the stretch here to throw the first. Charles back in there in time. The home run for Gosger was his fifth of the season with Kansas City. His tenth overall this year, counting his play with Boston and the A's. Here's the pitch. Cater goes around on a slider that's way outside. Strike one. One strike to count. Ed Charles, the runner at first. The A's have had three hits here in the inning. But across the diamond and back double play. Got the A's out of it. Here to throw to first. Charles diving back in head first. Orlando Pena in the Tiger bullpen is up throwing. The score, the A's won and the Tigers won. Boy, did that Gosger wrap the ball hard. It hit the roof of Tiger Stadium here. One strike count. Big lead by Charles. Here's a pitch to Cater. High and inside ball one. A big National League happening in the seventh inning. Bill White of the Phillies has just hit a three-run homer against the Dodgers. That means the Phillies are leading the Dodgers 5-1 going into the eighth inning. One and one count. Wilson pitching to Danny Cater. It's on the way. Cater takes it high. Ball two. Since the happening between Campaneras and McCollum occurred on the third base side of the diamond, that's the Tigers' dugout side, so they had their players out there around the fray before the A's, who had to come all the way from the first base side, could get there. And they emptied in a hurry. 2-1 pitch to Cater. Swing and a miss. He chased a bad one way outside. Strike two. Wilson must have a great slider tonight. Some of the A's players have chased it. With the catcher having to reach a good distance for it. Incidentally, Gosker's other home run here in the stadium was hit off Fred Gladding earlier this year. 2-2 count to Cater. Throw to first base. Charles back in in time. 
The Tigers are the only club in the American League that play Cater as a full hitter. Their second baseman, Jake Wood, is playing him as though he were a full hitter. Cater hits a lot to right field. There goes Charles. Here's a big swing on it. Popped into shallow left center field. Mickey Stanley off to his right is going to be there when it comes down. He's got it, and that's all for Kansas City here in the sixth inning of the game. The Athletics score one run, three hits. There were no errors and one left on. So we go to the last of the sixth inning. It's Detroit 1, Kansas City 1. You know, there's a grand old American remedy for chasing the blues. Take off the day and spend it in the ballpark. But if money is the cause of your blues, just phone GFC's friendly Bob Adams, Grand 1, 5373. Bob guarantees he'll cheer you up. Through friendly Bob, the GFC loan company helps thousands of folks like you every day get the cash they need without a minute wasted. Just phone Grand 1, 5373. Tell friendly Bob Adams how much you need. It doesn't matter whether it's 25 or 2000 $1,000. I can start arranging your loan. And it doesn't matter whether you need the money for medical bills, car repairs, or whatever. Later the same day, visit the GFC office nearest you. Sign your name. Leave with your cash. Twelve offices in the Kansas City area to serve you. There's one at 501 West 75th Street in Waldo. So call friendly Bob. Grand One 5373. Your GFC loan company. All offices open Monday and Friday evenings until 730. Here we go now, the last half of the sixth inning. Al Kaline, Tiger right fielder, leadoff man. We're getting a report on whether or not Kevin Harris was kicked out of the game. Campanaris was kicked out of the ball game, we're told. All right, here's the pitch from Blue Moon on him to Al Kaline. It's outside ball one. The press box has announced he was not injured, Marty. He was limping off. I didn't think he was limping badly enough that he couldn't come back into the game. And I knew Alvin Dark was arguing about something, and it had to be that. And with some 40 players from each side out there, we never did see an ejection sign from the umpire. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Curveball is low. Two balls and no strikes to count to Al Keyline. Campanera slid hard into McAuliffe, and McAuliffe slammed an extra hard tag on him and bounced up and down on him with his knees before he let Campy get up. When Campy did get up, there's no question about it, he went after McAuliffe. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Hot shot foul outside of third base. So the count is two balls and one strike. That's only the second incident I've seen Campanera's involved in in the big leagues. When Ed Kirkpatrick of the California Angels ran over Campy on Campanera's night in Kansas City last year. Campy popped up off the ground and took a whack at him. He picks on some pretty big guys. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Keyline takes it high, ball three. McAuliffe, I'll say this, from what we could see, landed more punches because Campy fell down on the first swipe he took at McAuliffe. And McAuliffe has got right on top of him. Here's a 3-1 pitch to Keyline. He'll be going for downtown. It's high of all four. So Odom loses the leadoff man here in the sixth inning of a tied-up one-and-one ballgame. The last man he walked scored the Tigers' only run of the game. That was in the fifth inning.
Here's Willie Horton, Tiger left fielder. Horton this year has blasted 27 home runs. He has an even 100 RBIs. Kaline, the runner at first, takes a lead. Here's the pitch. Horton bounces one foul. That one knocked down in the third base coaching box by the Tiger manager, Frank Scaff. Here's a score from an American League game in the sixth inning. The New York Yankees have just scored two runs against the White Sox. That means the Yankees have tied up the White Sox two and two. There's only one way that the Yankees could finish ahead of the Athletics this year, and that is if the Yankees win all three White Sox games and the A's lose all three Detroit games. If Kansas City wins one game with a three against Detroit here, there's nothing that any other team could do to keep them from finishing seventh. Here's the pitch to Horton. It's outside. One ball, one strike. The A's have possibilities mathematically with only three games remaining of finishing 10th, 9th, 8th, or 7th. The Tigers have a chance to finish in second place. Both clubs wanting those positions badly. Really having a combating battle here tonight. There's a pop-up in the infield by Horton. Ed Charles calling for it. Behind the pitcher's mound, he makes the catch. There's one away in the sixth. They're going into the ninth inning at Philadelphia in that National League headliner, and the score is still the Phillies five and the Dodgers one. The Giants are not playing tonight. They were rained out. Giants and Pirates scheduled to play each other tonight. Here's Don Wirt, Tigers third baseman. He's 0 for 2 in the game. He struck out in the second, flying up to center field in the fourth inning. Keyline, the runner at first. Odom takes a shot at him with a quick throw over there, and Keyline is back in time. Detroit won, Kansas City won. Odom's pitch, inside and high. Could hear that ball hit the mid down below us. This young fella is throwing hard. Manager Alvin Dark told Blue Moon if he wins this game tonight, he can go home tomorrow. With only two days remaining, he would not be used in any ball games. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Don Ward. Curveball. It's over the plate, but high. Two balls and no strikes. The attendance here tonight, 4,491. Odom throws the first, and K-Line goes back in on his stomach this time and almost didn't make it. He did, but he almost didn't. Odom has these Detroit runners hanging pretty close over there at first base. Here's a throw to first, and the ball got away from Cater. After he made the catch, he tried to put the tag on. And it came out of his glove. Not very far. Keyline stayed right where he was. Two balls and no strikes. Here's a pitch. Swing and a foul down. So the count is two balls and one strike.
If the Tigers win two of their last three games, they will have won 90 games, and that's the most they have won at any time since 1961. The 2-1 pitch, Kalan is going. The pitch swung a miss. Rook throws down to second base. It goes out into center field. Kalan is up running. Monday fields the ball. Throws towards third. Kalan dives in there, head first safe. Al Kaline steals second and goes to third on the throwing error by the A's catcher, Phil Roof. The Tigers had a hit-and-run play on. Work missed the pitch. But Roof got a tough one to handle. It was in the dirt to the outside part of the plate. Roof came up throwing the ball, and he threw it off to the first base side of second. With a second baseman, Dick Green, going over to cover, he was running the opposite direction to the ball was going. Monday came in in a hurry, backing up the play, and made a strong throw to third. However, K-Line was in there with plenty of time to spare. So now the A's infield has got to come in. With one out, the Tigers have the lead run at third base. Two balls and two strikes on Word. Odom really needs a strike out here. He goes to the full windup. Rocks back on the left foot. Here's the pitch. It almost hit him at the wild pitch coming back to the screen. The Tigers' Al Kaline scores the lead run of the game. So there you have the Tigers' Al Kaline manufacturing a run. Without a ball being hit by a bat, Kaline walked. Stole second, went to third on an error, and scored the lead run of the game on a wild pitch. So now the count is three and two on Don Word as the Tigers lead two to one. Oh, the winds up. Here's the pitch. Outside, ball four. So Word goes down to first base with a second walk issued by Odom here in the sixth inning. The batter now is Mickey Stanley. Detroit 2, Kansas City 1, 6th inning. Tomorrow's game will be on the air, Kansas City time at 1.45. Stanley single in the second inning. Fly it out to the third baseman. In the next inning after that, there's a throw to first by Odom. He almost got worked. Action out of the Kansas City bullpen. Westock up in a hurry and starts throwing. Odom down to the stretch. Fire to the plate. Curveball line to left center field. Base hit. Monday charges the ball. Works going to hold on at second base. So the Tigers have runners at first and second with one away here in the sixth inning. The batter now is Tiger catcher Bill Freehand. Left-hander Joe Grazenda joins right-hander West Stock in the bullpen, and manager Alvin Dark is going to the mound to talk to Odom. Been a tough inning for the youngster. He started it by walking Al Kaline. He has not been able to walk a man and get away with it very many times. Odom has had an amazing lack of runs scored for him in the games he's picked for Kansas City this year. Young guy has just not been able to make any mistakes and stay in the game. The most runs the A's have scored for him in any ball game was four. 
and that happened only twice in the 13 starts. So he's had as many as four runs scored for him only twice in 13 starts, 14 counting tonight. Bill Freehand at the plate. The conference over on the mound. Odom down to the stretch. He's going to fire that ball. High bouncing ball in the infield. Chavarria's got it. Toss it underhanded to Dick Green. He drops the ball at second. Everybody's safe. Chavarria tossed the ball about five feet. A second baseman Dick Green. It was an easy play there. Green was going to try for the double play. He dropped the ball at second for the air. The bases are loaded and one out. And the pitcher Earl Wilson comes up. An error on Dick Green, the A's second baseman. So it's a wild inning here in the sixth. The Tigers with a chance to break the game open. Wilson came up with two men on in the second inning and landed into a double play. He flied out to center field in the fifth inning. Bases are loaded, one away. Wilson cocks that bat. Here's the line, the pitch from Odom. Swing and a miss, strike one. Runners for the Tigers. Wirt is at third base. Stanley at second. Freehand at first. The cage is full of Tigers right now. Here's the wide. Odom fires. Swing and a foul back. Strike two. Wilson got his pitch that time. That's the kind you hit out of the park to get around on. A fastball about letter high. He just hit under the ball a little bit and turned away from the plate talking to himself. Score two to one Detroit. Two strikes on Wilson. Here's the line. Odom fires to the plate. Inside and high ball one. Wilson came into professional baseball in the Red Sox organization as a catcher. He had such a great arm. They made a pitcher of him and he has accomplished a lot of things as a pitcher. One of them, the ultimate. He pitched a no-hitter while with the Red Sox. The count one and two. Odom rocks back. Fires to the plate. Bouncing ball towards short through the middle center field base end. Word comes in to score. Stanley is right behind him. Runners at first and second. Two runs come in to score on the base hit by Earl Wilson. Drops the ball at second. Everybody's safe. Cavaria tossed the ball about five feet. A second baseman Dick Green. It was an easy play there. Green was going to try for the double play. He dropped the ball at second for the air. The bases are loaded in one out, and the pitcher, Earl Wilson, comes up. An error on Dick Green, the A's second baseman. So it's a wild inning here in the sixth. The Tigers with a chance to break the game open. Wilson came up with two men on in the second inning and landed into a double play. He flied out to center field in the fifth inning. Bases are loaded, one away. Wilson cocks that bat. Here's the line, the pitch from Odom. Swing and a miss, strike one. Runners for the Tigers. Wirt is at third base. Stanley at second, freehand at first. The cage is full of Tigers right now. Here's the line, Odom fires. Swing and a foul back, strike two. Wilson got his pitch that time. That's the kind you hit out of the park if you get around on. 
A fastball about letter high. He just hit under the ball a little bit and turned away from the plate talking to himself. Score two to one Detroit. Two strikes on Wilson. Here's the line. Odom fires to the plate. Inside at high ball one. Wilson came into professional baseball in the Red Sox organization as a catcher. He had such a great arm. They made a pitcher of him, and he has accomplished a lot of things as a pitcher. One of them, the ultimate. He pitched a no-hitter while with the Red Sox. I count one and two. Odom rocks back. Fires to the plate. Bouncing ball towards short through the middle center field. Makes it. Word comes in to score. Daly is right behind him. Runners at first and second. Two runs come in to score on the base hit by Earl Wilson. So the score now is Detroit 4 and Kansas City 1. Wilson hit what for just a fleeting second looked like a double play ball. But Chavarria was playing over a little bit to his right. And the ball went to Ozzie's left on out in the center field. So Blue Moon Odom has given up more runs in this ball game than he had given up in his last four games combined. Right-hander throws to Wood. It's low for ball one. Well, you can see how that Earl Wilson could win a lot of ball games with a club like Detroit. With his own bat. He's knocked in a lot of runs. He got to stay in a lot of close games that way. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Curveball. Too low. Ball two. Two balls and no strikes to Jake Wood. The next batter is Dick McCullough, who knocked in a run in the fifth inning to give the Tigers a brief lead of 1-0. The A's Jim Gosker came back in the sixth and belted one off the roof to tie it up for 1-1. One one. Here's Odom's 2-0 pitch to Jake Wood. It's high for ball three. And now the dark is going to the mound. That's all for Odom tonight. The West Stock is coming out of the A's bullpen with a count of three balls and no strikes on Jake Wood. Runners at first and second. The Blue Moon Odom comes out of a ball game prior to six innings for the first time in his last seven starts. And he didn't have too much help here in this inning. Two errors and a stolen base set up the big inning for the Tigers. That'll be up to West Stock to try to cut it off. Lynn? Moon officially worked five and one-third innings, tagged for four runs that came on seven hits. He walked four, struck out three, and threw a wild pitch. I don't know what these explosions are here. They're louder than firecrackers. They're going off the first three we heard was while Moon was making some crucial pitches, and they seem to be coming from the left field stands. This one that just went off now is right over by the A's dugout. Moon victimized by shaky defense. The A's have committed three errors tonight. Two of them in this inning. Boy. A wild pitch hurt. And walks have hurt Moon. It all started off when he walked K-Line, 
who stalled second. Ruth Strong trying to get the Tiger outfielder went into center field. As he advanced to third, then K-Line came home on a wild pitch to break the tie and make it two to one. Moon went on and got Willie Horton to pop up. Good pitch, too. But then he proceeded to walk Don Wirt. Mickey Stanley lined a single to center, and then it was freehand's ball. It was grounded to short to Chavarria, who flipped about five or six feet over to Dick Green, and Greeny couldn't hang on to the ball. That set the stage for Wilson's. Two runs batted in, single to center. With a count of three and all, West Stock is in to pitch to Jake Wood. If he goes on and walks in here, it'll be charged to Odom. West Stock in his 35th game of the season for Kansas City. Will throw off the stretch. 3-0 pitch. He got it in there. Three and one now. Really a big play when Green dropped the ball at second because had he have caught that ball, even if he didn't get the double play, the infield would have been back on the ball hit by Wilson, and it would have been gobbled up easily by the shortstop. As it was, the, short, the shortstop was in. Here's a 3-1 pitch. It popped up short right field. Hershberger coming in, calling for it. The runners are going to hold on. Mack makes the catch, and Stock retires the man. So West Stock out of the bullpen with a 3-0 count. Manages to retire Wood. And West Stock now must pitch to Dick McCullough with two on. Yes, sir, the positioning of the infield means quite a bit. And on the ball, Wilson hit. It's a routine ball for a shortstop if he's playing his normal position with two down. But Chavarria was in, trying for the double play with only one out. And was not able to get over to the ball Wilson got. So that was the big error of the inning, and it came on an easy chance. West Stock has just called Phil Roof out for a short conference. Freehand leads off second. Wilson off first base. Stock fires a strike call on the outside corner to McCullough. Stock scheduled the number four hitter. In the next inning for Kansas City, if the A's got that far. So Alvin Dark has hand hand and present in the bullpen. The 0-1 pitch. McCullough takes it outside, one and one. Wes, the job right here is to make sure he doesn't give McCullough a ball he can hit out of the park. So he's trying to keep it away from him. Tigers are leading 4-1 in an explosive game here, just three days from the end of the season. Pitch, slider outside, ball two. Norm Cash, the next hitter. On deck, swinging a bat. This is the eighth man to bat for Detroit here in the sixth inning of the game. Now the 2-1 pitch. Ball three. Three balls and a strike. Stock really trying to pitch fine here. Orlando Pena throwing in the Detroit bullpen. Tigers really need to win this one because the Twins are putting it on the Orioles in a doubleheader tonight. The pitch. Oh, four. He walked in the base. It's loaded. 
And that goal for Westock as Alvin Dark comes out of the dugout to make another move into the A's bullpen. Going to bring on the left-hander, Joe Grisenda. So Stock pitches to two men, retires one of them. And it'll be Grisenda coming on to try to get a mighty big out. So while he comes on, let's pause for station identification. This is the Kansas City A's Baseball Network. Dial 81, KCMO Radio, Kansas City, Missouri, with the Jack Elliott Good Morning World Show. It's why people of the know depend on KCMO Radio for music. It's 9 o'clock. At Tiger Stadium in Detroit, this is Monty Moore with Lynn Ferris. We'll be on the air tomorrow at 1.45, Kansas City time, and the last game of the season. We are on at 12.15, Kansas City time, on Sunday. Well, Rosenda takes his warm-up tosses here prior to pitching to Norm Cash with the bases loaded. Pass along some statistics that we have accumulated from our records that we keep daily on the ball club that might prove interesting to you as to what kind of year the athletics have had this year compared to last year, no matter where we finish. Last year, the A's finished in 10th place and only spent one day of the entire season out of 10th place. It was on September 3rd in L.A. We won a doubleheader one night and got into ninth place, and the next day went back in and stayed. This year, it's been much contrast. The A's have spent one day in sixth place. Two days this season, the A's were in seventh. 63 days in eighth place. Well, actually, we've had more than two days in seventh place. We've had 12 days in seventh. 63 days in eighth. 25 days the A's spent in ninth place, and 26 days in tenth this year. So, the A's have spent more time in 8th place this year, 63 days, than in any other position. But we've got a chance if we can win one game of the next three to finish in 7th place. This man right here, Norm Cash, could have a lot to do with it. As he's up with the bases loaded, Tigers already leading 4-1. Base hit here might put it out of reach. Here's the wind. Grisenda throws. There's a fly ball. Shallow right center. That's going to be tough. Monday's coming in. Not so tough after all. He's got it. So Grisenda makes one pitch to Norm Cash and gets it on a fly ball in the shallow center field. But here in the big sixth inning, the Detroit Tigers get three runs. Only two hits, two errors, and three men left on. So the score after six full innings, Detroit four, Kansas City one. All right, let's glance now at scores of other games in that torrid National League dogfight. The Dodgers have gone down to defeat. They've just been beaten by the Philadelphia Phillies 5-3. to three. They rallied for two runs in the ninth, but it wasn't enough. And Bill White is the hero of that ball game. He smashed a three-run homer in the seventh inning. Short, a longtime Dodger nemesis, beats Claude Osteen. The giant Pittsburgh game has been rained out. So the Pirates are still alive and still breathing, even though staggering. Cardinals leading the Cubs 2-0 in the ninth inning. Atlanta-Cincinnati also rained out. The Mets shut out Houston tonight, 1-0 in the American. White Sox have picked up two more runs and now lead the Yankees 4-2 going into the seventh. Minnesota has taken a doubleheader from Baltimore, 10-7 and 8-2. Wow, they really laid it on. Powerful hitting attack. Cleveland-California not yet underway. In the Minnesota double defeat of Baltimore, in the first game, the Twins pounded out 10 runs that came on 13 hits. In the nightcap, they got nine hits, 
Mounted for an eight-run attack and winning eight to two. Mudcat Grant got the victory in the first game, Jim Merritt in the second. And the Baltimore Orioles aces, both of them went down to defeat tonight. The two are expected to open up against the National League champions next week. Dave McNally expected to pitch the opener if the Dodgers win, and Jim Palmer. All right, we go to the seventh inning now. The A's need three runs to get back in this ballgame. They'll lead it off with Rick Monday, a strikeout victim twice in the game. Big strikeout occurred in the fourth inning with two on and two out. And a nothing-nothing game at the time. Here's the pitch to the left-hand batter. Inside ball one. Two of the runs scored in a sixth inning. Go unearned. One ball and no strikes to Monday. Here's the pitch. Foul ball right back below us. Rick Monday, number one draft choice two seasons ago among all the free agents in baseball. Arizona State product, All-American in college. In two years in the A's farm system, he has played on two pennant winners. This year, hit 22 home runs, locked in 72 runs. Here's a one-and-one pitch. It's a little low, ball two. Two-and-one account. Rick has had trouble getting the wood on the ball in the last five ball games in which he's played. He struck out at least twice in every one of them and three times in one. Pitch. Bouncing ball foul outside of first base. Two balls, two strikes on Monday. He'll be followed by Dick Green and Phil Roof. Ken Sanders is warming up in the A's bullpen now. Joe Grisenda did a fine job on cash. He hit him right on the fist with what looked to be a slider. Detroit 4, Kansas City 1. The A's have three innings left in which to try to get those three runs back. Keep it alive. Now the 2-2 pitch. That's high ball three. Wilson has not walked a batter in the game. That's what makes it so tough to beat him. You've got to beat him with a bat. He doesn't give you any help. Big guy fires a 3-2 pitch in there. Ball four. Monday is on to start the seventh inning. Wilson finally walked a man. Odom walked four in the ball game. And of the four walks, three scored runs. Now here's Zay's second baseman, Dick Green, who's 0 for 2. Green started tonight's action with a 245 batting average. Here's the pitch. Inside and high, ball one. Campy Cavanaugh has kicked out of a ball game for the first time in his big league career tonight because of an altercation. On the tail end of a double play in the sixth inning, Campy tried to go from first to third on an infield out. Was thrown out. Dick McAuliffe put the tag on him and came up fighting. The pitch fouled off by Green, one and one. Coloff had the ball well ahead of Campanera's getting into third, and Campy, doing all he could to try to get in there safely, slid hard, and he slid high into McCullough, who didn't like it a bit. Before he let Campy up, he had stomped him a couple of times with the knees and slammed that ball down into his chest, and Campanera's, when he could get up, got into a pretty good fight. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Green bounced one out through the middle. That's in a center field. A hit. Monday rounding second. He's digging for third. 
And he's going to make it. No throw in the third base as Stanley bobbled the ball just momentarily out in short center. So the A's are set up now with runners at first and third and nobody down. And Larry Stahl will pinch it for Phil Roof. Stahl batting 249 in his rookie year in the big leagues. He's been at the plate 313 times, has 78 hits, including five home runs. I'd like to see history repeat here, Monty. The very first home run uh, the A's got all year long was off the bat of this youngster right here in this stadium. Larry Stahl, who got five home runs the first month of the season and hasn't had one since. A little surprising to everybody to see Larry got those five that quickly. He's never been a big home run production man in the A's minor league system. Green leads at first. Monday at third. Here's a pitch for Wilson. Ken Sanders. Frank Scaff, Tiger manager, walking across the foul line at third towards the mound. He has Orlando Pena ready out in the bullpen in case he wants to use it. We're going to see plenty of action among all the pitchers in this three-game series. Until positions are clinched, the Tigers need at least two wins in the series to clinch second place, and the A's need one win in the series to clinch seventh place. And both managers are going to go all out to try to get those positions. That's all for Earl Wilson. Orlando Pena is coming out of the Tiger bullpen as Earl Wilson is through for tonight. So he leaves the game after pitching six innings. And he leaves it with a 4-1 to lead. Well, then we started a little while ago going over how the A's have done this year in comparison to last year. You can look at the losing streaks that the ball club in Kansas City had last year and the ones the A's had this year. This year, the A's have never lost more than five games in a row. Well, last year, the 65 edition of Kansas City A's lost five in a row twice, lost six in a row one time. The A's lost seven in a row three different times last year, and they lost eight in a row one time in 1965. So we had, actually last year, a total of seven long losing streaks. This year, the A's have had as many as five losses in a row only one time. The longest winning streak last year was four in a row, and the A's did that only one time. This year, the A's have had several four-game winning streaks and several three-game wins in a row and actually won eight in a row at one time, which is the second best in the history of Kansas City baseball. The one big factor you've got to look at this year is the athletic scoring. The A's in only 25 games out of 157 they played, scored as many as five runs in a game. That's only 25 times this year that the A's scored five runs or over in a ball game. That's not too many. We were shut out 15 times this year. The A's 20 times scored only one run. 27 times scored two runs. 25 times scored only three runs in a game and 25 times scored only four runs in a game. 11 times did the A's score more than seven in a game, and 
Our high of the season, well, that came one night against the California Angels. The A's won by a score of 14 to 2. A lack of scoring ability for Kansas City this year that has kept the A's from being in that first division. But it's certainly been the most interesting year and entertaining year in Kansas City baseball history. And now here is Orlando Pena, a right-hand reliever for the Tigers, former Kansas City A's player, pitching to Larry Stahl with a count of two balls and no strikes. That Pena throws every pitch known to baseball. Here it comes. Stahl takes it outside, ball three. Now Pena throws one more bad one. The walk will be charged to Earl Wilson. Orlando is the best control pitcher the Tigers have. The, one of the best Kansas City ever had. Here's the pitch. There's a fly ball right center field. Hit pretty well. Way back, way back. Stanley on the warning track. He's got the ball in his glove and makes the catch. Monty tags up a third and comes across to score. As Larry Stahl belted one over 400 feet into right center field. If he had pulled that ball six feet, it would have been a home run and the ball game would have been tied up. But if is a mighty big word. So now there's one away. The score four to two and the batter is Tim Talton. Talton having a fantastic year for Kansas City with the bat hitting 333. He's hit only one home run. It was off Mel Stottlemyre of the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Dick Green held on at first base. That goes, by the way, as a sacrifice fly for Larry Stahl. And the run batted in. Oh, he really hit it, but here at Tiger Stadium, left center and right center and straightaway center are mighty big parts of the ballpark. Here's Talton batting for Joe Grisenda. Runner at first and one away. Pena throws. There's a drive to right center. It's going. It's going. Bye-bye, baseball. We got a tie ball game. Tim Talton hitting the first pitch by Pena into the upper deck in right field. Here's Dick Green stepping on home plate. Right behind him, Tim Talton. Talton gets the handshake of the A's players. Then in the dugout he goes. And he's swarmed by Kansas City Kelly Green Jacket. It's a 4-4 four four ball game. A brand new one starting all over again. And here's Ozzie Chavarria to lead off for Kansas City now. Boy, that Talton comes off that bench swinging the bat. And this time he unloaded one way up in the upper deck. So it's now Orlando Pena's ball game. Here's a pitch to Ozzy Chavarria. He pops it up on the third base side in foul territory. Don Word, Tiger third baseman, makes the grab and there are two down. Chavarria batting because Campaneros was kicked out of the ball game for the first time in his big league career. Well, as you can imagine being kicked out of a game here three days before the end of the season. The kind of a game we have going here tonight and the kind of a series. Boy, it's great to have something going in the last series of the season, too. Here's Mike Hershberger now. Mike is 0 for 3 in the game. A pitch. It's in there for a call strike. Tim Tolson, second big league home run. This was a man-sized homer. It might have been out in Kansas City, even. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Swing and a miss, strike two.
Pena ahead of Hershberger. Here's the 0-2 pitch. It's popped up to the right side of the infield. Norm Cash, Tiger, first baseman, is there. He's got it. But the Athletics have come back to tie the ball game in the seventh inning. Three runs for Kansas City. Two hits. No errors. Nobody left. So we go now to the last of the seventh inning. The score is the A's four, the Tigers four. Well, it started. Every day except Sunday, KCMO Radio 81 is giving away four first-nighter tickets to the American Royal. Every week, we're giving away a box of 24 prime Kansas City steaks. And by October 19th, we'll give to some lucky person listed in the Kansas City phone book not one, but two brand-new his and her Mustangs. How does it work? All you have to do is listen to KCMO Radio and get the name of the KCMO Radio Wrangler of the Hour. Then if the KCMO Cowgirl calls you and you have the correct name, you will receive a copy of Better Homes and Gardens Barbecue and Picnic Book. And your name goes into the Stetson for the daily, weekly, and grand prize drawings. Even if we call you and you don't know the name of the KCMO Radio Wrangler of the Hour, you're still eligible for the daily drawings. Now, what could be fairer than that? So here's what you do. Listen to KCMO Radio 81. Get the name of the KCMO Radio Wrangler of the Hour and wait for the telephone to ring. If it's the KCMO cowgirl calling you, well, who knows? You just might win those two new his and her Mustangs. Last hand of inning number seven. And coming out of that A's bullpen, a guy who has done it before, Jack Akers. Jack Akers, the leading relief man in the American League, comes into a game for the 66th time this year. He has tied the all-time American League record for saves, but Jack comes in tonight with no chance at a save. If he's a pitcher of record here tonight, he'll either be a winner or a loser. No save involved because the A's are not ahead right now. Tim Tolson stays in the game as the A's catcher. Jack Aker must face, first of all, Al Keeline. Aker's record, six wins, four losses, 26 saves. This is the fourth pitcher used by Alvin Dark. The pitch to Keeline. Strike it's in there. In Aker's last outing, he pitched an inning. Gave up two hits, no runs. Five days ago, Jack worked in the game. Now the old one pitch from the right-hander. Sidearm curve. Keyline way out front, swinging and missing. Strike two. What a ball game here at Tiger Stadium in Detroit. The Tigers got a one nothing lead. The A's came back to tie it up on a tremendous homer by Gosger in the sixth. The Tigers scored three runs in the sixth to take a 4-1 lead, and the A's came right back in the seventh with three to tie. Here's the pitch. A little low with a sidearm sinker. One ball and two strikes. And that's the last of the seventh. It's Kaline, Horton, and Works, the back for Detroit. Aker winds. Here's his pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Got Kaline. Man, did he throw a big breaking curve. So Aker strikes out the man he faces. Let's now pitch to Willie Horton. The score, Kansas City 4, Detroit 4, last half of the seventh inning. A cold night, but with a game like this, you don't notice the weather. Here's the line, the pitch coming. 
Sidearm curve. Paul strike to Willie. Willie Horton. Big guy has requested from the Tigers that he be allowed to wear Charlie Dressen's old number next year. Dressen, the Tiger manager, at the start of the year. Passed away during the season. Here's the pitch. Swinging. Strike two. Right over the top of an acre sidearm picker. No balls, two strikes. Boy, there have been some outstanding defensive plays in this ball game. There have been some that have not been too outstanding. But Sunday in center field has made a couple of sparklers. Anchors 0-2 pitch. Outside, ball one. One ball, two strikes on Horton. One out here in the seventh. Well, tomorrow's game should be a dandy, too. Jim Nash against Denny McClain. Here's the pitch. Sidearm curve, line to left. Horton hung out a rope for a base hit. Horton way out of the front foot. Reached out across the plate that time and hit the ball between the third baseman and shortstop. Aker made a fine pitch, but Horton has got such great power. He just reached out there and one-handed the ball out into left. So Horton is on with one out. And the batter is Don Wirt, who drew a walk in the sixth inning from Blue Moon Odom, the starter here tonight. Odom ran into defensive problems behind him, and Wild is committed by himself. Here's a pitch. Low and away, ball one. One ball and no strikes to Tiger third baseman Don Wirt. Frank Scaff, the Tiger manager, actively participates in the game from the third base coaching box while the Tigers are at the plate. Got that loud, foghorn voice. Here's the pitch. There's a line shot right field base hit. Horton goes to second and holds on as Hertzberger's up holding. So now the Tigers have teed off on Aker here in the seventh inning. After he got K-line... Horton dumped one out into shallow left, and now Word has hit one between first and second into right. And that brings up Mickey Stanley, who's had two hits in the game. So Aker needs a double play ball thrown here. Anka Gary, a left-hander, and Fred Glanning, a right-hander, up in the Detroit bullpen throwing. Score tied 4-4, Detroit with an uprising again here in the seventh. A fairly well-typical Detroit-Kansas City ballgame, I'd say. Boy, we had some thrillers with this club this year. Aker throws. Strike, it's in there. Ozzy Chavarria at shortstop as Campaneris was kicked out of the ballgame for getting involved in a fight with Dick McCall at the Tigers shortstop in the sixth inning. Akers, no ball, one strike count to Stanley. Inside and low, it's one and one. Tim Talton in the game for Kansas City behind the plate. As he pinch hit for Joe Grazenda and unloaded a two-run homer to tie it up. A ball and a strike. 
Right-handed batting Stanley. Cocks that bat over his right shoulder. Aker throws. Popped up outside of first. Danny Cater will have a play on it in front of the A's dugout. He's got it. Runners hold on at first and second with two down. And now the batter will be Bill Freehand. Like to remind you, fans, that A's season ticket holders have within the past day or so received renewal forms for your 1967 Kansas City A's season tickets. We'd like to remind you that with 67 baseball season coming up in Kansas City, the A's should have the greatest season ever. And you want to join the swing to the swing and A's, be sure and renew your season tickets. And if you haven't had any this year, call and get some applications sent to you for next year. The first pitch to freehand is inside ball one. All you have to do if you're interested in becoming an A's season ticket holder, and believe me, that's the best way to be able to see ball games from the same seat every night, guaranteed location. Just call or write the A's ticket office at Municipal Stadium in Kansas City, and they'll get those application forms for 1967 season tickets to you in the mail real soon. Martin leads off second. Here's the pitch. That's over a call strike. One and one. Join the swing to our swing and A's for 67. Make sure you have season tickets. Get those renewals back in in a hurry to ensure your same seat you had this year. If you weren't a season ticket holder, call or write and they'll send you some applications for next year. Akers, 1-1 pitch. Freehand takes it low. Ball two. Two balls and one strike to count. Big Tiger catcher had a single in the second inning. He walked and scored a run in the fifth. And hit the bouncing ball to shortstop in the sixth inning. The Chavarria fielded behind the mound and tossed underhanded to Dick Green at second. That allowed Stanley to go in there when Green dropped the ball. Two balls, one strike count. Akers chops away on that gun. Checks the runner at second. Fires to the plate. Bouncing ball towards third. That's foul. So the count is two and two on Bill Freehand. The A's are going to end the season having played only 160 games. Instead of the 162, Boston and Washington have already ended their season. Just a matter for those two teams are standing by and waiting to see what happens to Kansas City and New York as to their standings. Two and two count. Aker down to the belt in the stretch. Freehand ready. Here's the pitch. Outside ball three. And now the runners will be going again on a 3-2 pitch. The Tigers got their first run in the fifth inning with a count of three and two on McCullough and runners at first and second. They broke and McCullough lined a single out into right center field. Really a big play in the game now is the fact that Mundy was able to cut that off and hold it to a single and hold them to one run on the play. The Horton will break from second. Work from first. The infield is back for Kansas City. Akers call his sign. Dalton gives him the target. There go the runners. Here's a 3-2 pitch. Swinging on the loop around behind first. Cater's going back. He's not going to be able to get it. It falls in there. Here's Green going to the plate. Two later run scores. That ball was hit no more than 10 feet in behind where Danny Cater was playing. He went over his head and he started back on it and stopped for some reason. 
and then started again, and by then it was too late. Big Green headed over that way but could not get it. The Tigers have broken the tie and lead 5-4 to four with runners at first and third. When that ball was hit, I thought the inning was over for sure. There's no way in the world that ball could have been falling in there for a hit. But Cater somehow turned wrong on the ball and never did get back on it at all. It goes to the hit and a run scores. Green picked it up and threw to the plate late. Now Jerry Luffy's coming out as a bench hitter for the pitcher Pena. Man, alive, what a weird game this is. The Tigers are just being handed some runs. Cater reacted at first as if he didn't see the ball. He didn't even move after it at first, and then he started back, and he turned the wrong way on it. Stuck out his glove going away, and it fell about a foot from where he ended up. Now runners at first and third, and here's Lumpy up as a pinch hitter. Aker fires, Lumpy takes it inside and high ball one. Detroit five, Kansas City four, last half of the seventh inning. Aker's pitch. Lumpy takes it low, ball two. Lumpy's been bothered by bad legs a lot this year, but he's hung in there and still played 110 games. Jerry's average, 233, about the lowest he's ever had in the big leagues. He's a good line drive type hitter, hard to strike out. Wirt at third. Freehand at first, here's a pitch. That's a strike, two and one out. Balls, one strike. Akers got the sign from Tom. Checks the runners. He pitches. Lumpy takes it high of all three. Jack making a concerted effort to keep that ball up and in on Lumpy. What a game here at Tiger Stadium. And there will be two more in the series, and it'll all be over for 66. Three and one count to Lumpy. Akers pitch. There's a drive to right field. Falling fast. Here's Hershberger coming in. He makes a shoestring catch. Lumpy had a land drive to right, but Hershberger playing fairly shallow was able to get to it. And that retires the side, but the Tigers put the lead run up on the board. Three base hits. No errors. Two left. So we go to the eighth to score Detroit five, Kansas City four. Just as victory is important to Kansas City here tonight, so is it for the Detroit Tigers because the Minnesota Twins already have gone on and taken a doubleheader. And the situation is this. It puts Minnesota's percentage at 550. They're really waging a dogfight, these two teams, for second-place money, which is considerable difference financially per player. Now, going into tonight's action, the Twins were just a game and a half behind Detroit. In effect, right now, they are tied with the Tigers pending the outcome of this ball game. If Minnesota, or if uh, the Tigers, should lose this game, the A's able to come from behind 
Minnesota would be tied with Detroit. The only way uh, the Tigers can stay ahead is to uh, hang on here and get a win. So they're fighting hard for that second place money. The A's are fighting hard to nail down a victory. They must get one win in this series. The A's need only one win to nail down seventh place for sure. Washington and Boston both have finished. Lumpy takes it low, ball two. Lumpy's been bothered by bad legs a lot this year, but he's hung in there and still played 110 games. Jerry's average, 233, about the lowest he's ever had in the big leagues. He's a good line drive type hitter. Hard to strike out. Wirt at third. Freehand at first. Here's a pitch. That's a strike. Two and one out. Two balls, one strike. Akers got the sign from Tolton. Checks the runners. He pitches. Lumpy takes it high, ball three. Jack making a concerted effort to keep that ball up and in on Lumpy. What a game here at Tiger Stadium. And there will be two more in the series, and it'll all be over for 66. Three and one count to Lumpy. Akers pitch. There's a drive to right field. Falling fast. Here's Hershberger coming in. He makes the shoestring catch. Lumpy had a line drive to right, but Hershberger playing fairly shallow was able to get to it. And that retires the side, but the Tigers put the lead run up on the board. Three base hits. No errors. Two left. So we go to the eighth to score Detroit 5, Kansas City 4. Bruce's victory is important for Kansas City here tonight. So is it for the Detroit Tigers because the Minnesota Twins already have gone on and taken a doubleheader. And the situation is this. It puts Minnesota's percentage at 550. They're really waging a dogfight, these two teams, for second-place money, which is considerable difference financially per player. Now, going into tonight's action, the Twins were just a game and a half behind Detroit. In effect, right now, they are tied with the Tigers, pending the outcome of this ball game. If Minnesota, or if uh, the Tigers, should lose this game, the A's able to come from behind, Minnesota would be tied with Detroit. The only way uh, the Tigers can stay ahead is to uh, hang on here and get a win. So they're fighting hard for that second place money. The A's are fighting hard to nail down a victory. They must get one win in this series. The A's need only one win to nail down second place for sure. Washington and Boston both have finished their season. The Yankees could well end in the cellar. They're trailing over Chicago, and the only way they can really uh, stay healthy is by sweeping that series against the White Sox, something the Yankees don't figure to do against outstanding Chicago pitching. In tonight's ball game, for example, they've been getting... A rookie starter in Fred Clages with veterans Pizarro and Wilhelm relieving. Now, this means that Eddie Stanky would have at his disposal uh, Joe Harlan. And he would certainly have Gary Peters. And he might be able to come back with Tommy John. John pitched the other night uh, on Wednesday night. But he would be able to come back on Sunday. So it'll be a tough task for Ralph Hobbs' team 
And if they do end up finishing in that spot in the cellar, it'll be their worst finish since the year 1912. Anka Gary is the new pitcher for Detroit. They have their aces up, Mickey Lulich and Larry Shearing the bullpen. Here's Jim Gosger. The pitch to Goose at outside ball one. Gosger hit a long home run in the sixth inning. He lined out hard to straightaway center in the fourth. He's one for three here tonight. His home run would have gone out of the Kansas City ballpark, maybe even over the Brooklyn Avenue wall. Here's the pitch. There's a ground ball headed to right. Cut off for the second baseman Wood. He throws him out at first one away. So Gary gets his first man, and that brings up Ed Charles. Boy, you talk about some sloppy hits against Akers. The one that Willie Horton got started it. With two strikes on him, a sidearm curveball thrown way out over the plate, away from him, he reached out and one-handed the ball in the left field. And Wirt got one out into right field, hitting the opposite direction, and the one by freehand really hurt. Here's a pitch to Ed Charles. Spank gets in there. Lola's a left-hander and Sherry a right-hander in the bullpen. Last home run Ed Charles hit this year was against the Tigers. Denny McLean in Kansas City. There's a curve. Charles chased it and missed it. Back to that ball went in the dirt. Ed was up there guessing on that one and guessed wrong. Charles has hit two home runs against Detroit this year. One here against McLean and one in Kansas City against McLean. That Tiger 20-game winner will be pitching tomorrow against Kansas City. Air time 145 in Kansas City. No balls, two strikes, one out, eighth inning. Tigers leading five to four in a thriller. Now the 0-2 pitch. Curveball, swing and a foul down, and Charles gritted his teeth on that one. Now Gary got away with one. He hung a curve to Charles, and he was guessing right that time, I'll guarantee you. Just hit over the top of it a little bit. No balls, two strikes. And a Gary fires. Way outside, he wasted his ball one. The A's have finally come up with four runs in a game, which is the most they've been able to get for Odom all year. And they finally got him for Moon after he leaves the ball game. Here's a pitch. Curve, and it's popped up in the shallow center. Ball's going to be trouble. Stanley going out. Can't get it. And Charles dumps one in in front of the center fielder and behind the second baseman. They were playing real deep for Charles. And Ed gets his third hit of the ballgame. And that brings up Danny Cater, A's first baseman. Danny's had two hits. Well, the A's have had nine hits in the game. The Tigers have had ten. Kansas City's had two home runs. Detroit has none. But the difference in the game is based on balls, as it so oftentimes is. That and errors. Odom walked four in the game, and three of the four walks scored. But still, Odom gave up only three earned runs. Hank Gary now will pitch to Danny Cater. Tigers swing way around for Cater. Even in a double play situation, McAuliffe is playing deep and to his right. Now Gary's pitch. Cater takes it on the inside. Ball one. West Stock and Joe Grisenda did fine jobs in relief of Odom to keep the A's close enough that they were able to come back and tie it up at four all. Now got to try to tie it again. Gary fires. 
high and away to Keeter. Two balls and no strikes. Rick Mundy is on deck. The Athletics without Campanaris since the sixth inning when he was kicked out of the game. Two and oh count. Charles with a big lead at first. Here's a pitch. Cater takes one down the shoot a call strike. Two and one now. That was a good pitch by Gary. Cater straightens up at the plate, looks down to Luke Appling for a sign. Here's the pitch. Foul ball outside of first. Down into the A's bullpen area. Norm Cash made a headlong dive trying to come up with that ball. Detroit 5, Kansas City 4. That's the score. The Athletics have won 71 games and lost 86. The Tigers have won 88, lost 71. With only three to play, counting this one. 2-2 pitch to Cater. Ramagari won't be made right now as he steps off trying to catch Charles going. Chuck Dobson goes out of the A's dugout down to the bullpen. Now time is called. Cater steps away from the plate. He's rechecking with Luke Appling, who's coaching at third. Pitch. Swinging strike three. Cater chased one and hit in the dirt. Now Gary records the second out of the eighth inning. That's eight Kansas City batters down on strikes tonight, and here's Rick Monday coming up. Rick hasn't batted against left-hand pitching up here very much. Earl Wilson struck him out twice and walked him once while he was in the game. Rick definitely has the power to reach the fence anywhere in the ballpark if he gets hold of one. Ed Charles at first, carrying the potential tying run of the game. This is the eighth inning. There goes Charles. Here's the pitch. Monday swings and misses. Freehand throws the second. Too late. Ed Charles is in there with a steal, and he's hurt at second base, I believe. Ed Charles swipes second base, but he comes up grabbing his side. Billy Jones is running out there. Boy, did he flatten out to get under that throw. Ed Charles has now stolen. 12 bases this year, and he's only been thrown out one time all year long. Now, the A's manager, Alvin Dark, has called Rick Mundy back to the dugout, and he's going to pinch hit with Joe Nasek. Ed Charles walking around down at second base. Boy, he flattened out when he hit the ground and immediately grabbed that left side, which he pulled over in Washington. Alvin doesn't want him to get out of the ball game if he can help it. Oh, he needs that guy in the game. Pando's gone into the Army. And to show the effects of not having Charles in the lineup, the team's leading hitter, as you know, he lost uh, five out of six ball games, all at home, games that Charles did, uh, in which he did not play. And here tonight, in his very first game back in nearly two weeks, he's gone three for four. Here's Joe Nassick coming up to pinch hit for Rick Monday. Alvin left Monday in there knowing he was going to have Charles Steele. And he wanted to help the runner by having the left-handed batter stand in there. It's a little harder for a catcher to get the ball and throw over a right-handed or a left-handed batter. 
All right, Charles in that second. A base hit could tie it up. Here's a quick to nothing. Curveball line to left field. Base hit. Charles rounding third. He touches the bag. He's heading home. Harden throws to the plate. Too late, and the ball game is all tied up. Joe Nassick cuts through again. Ted Nassick has knocked in three runs with his last two base hits. His batting average now is up around the 260 mark. It was 257 going into this one. A big base hit for Nassick, and the swing and A's are back in business thanks to a timely stolen base by Ed Charles, a timely pinch hit by Joe Nassick. Boy, that Alvin Dark is really operating here tonight. And now here's Dick Green. Green could get hold of one now and give the A's the lead. Here to throw to first base. Nothing back in there in plenty of time ahead of the throw. Now Gary sets and fires a curveball. The Green is in there for a call strike. Another thing in favor of uh, Nasek, too, uh, fans probably don't know. The guy's really been under the weather. He's been fighting a very severe chest cold he got over in Baltimore. Sir, he's been pumped full of penicillin on this trip. He leads it first. Uh, Gary gives him a look. Pitches to Dick Green. High and outside, one ball and one strike. Joe's been quite worried about his brother, Bill Nasek, who was the starting quarterback for the Kansas State football team against Army and was hit in the back a hard tackle or block and is in the hospital at Kansas State University in the infirmary there. Probably listening in the game tonight. Joe certainly sends his best. Here's a pitch to Green. Curveball, there's a drive hit pretty deep to left. It's way back, it's way back. It is going to home run. Dick Green tags the ball as he hits a two-run flat. His ninth home run of the year, and the Athletics are leading again, seven to five in the eighth inning. I'm, I'm chuckling at Aguirre. The A's love nothing better than to get on this guy, and Aguirre's had a miserable time all season against Kansas City, and he's served up the gopher ball before to the A's. They pegged him hard, and uh, he gets he gets real hot very quickly when these bench jockeys start getting on him. Good to see Green swing the bat. Here's a pitch to Jack Aker, the A's pitcher, swinging a foul ball strike. Green hits well in this ballpark, too. This is a park he can definitely reach, and he hits that one high and deep into the left center field seat. Now the pitch to Aker. Outside, one and one. Oh, what a ball game, fans. I don't know about you, but we're having the time of our life here tonight at Tiger Stadium. The A's and the Tigers in a Donnybrook, and I mean a real one. Here's the pitch. Curve is in there. A call strike to Aker. Dark has had great success with pinch hitters in this ballgame. Now the one and two pitch. Curve. Outside to Aker. The first pinch hitter he used was Larry Stahl. Stahl batting for Roof in the seventh inning. Knocked in a run with a 415-foot blast to right center field. Here's a 2-2 pitch to Aker. Fouled out of play. Right after Stahl hit that ball out in the right center field, and with a runner on, Dick Green, who had just singled. Alvin Dark reached down and brought up catcher Tim Carlton, and he unloaded one up into the right field seats for a two-run homer. Curveball, Aker fouls it off. And then he pulled Joe Nasek off the bench with one strike on Monday, and Nasek got a hit to knock in a run. 
So Alvin has gone to the bench three times tonight, and all three men have had hits or RBI. There's a pitch fouled off. Two and two counts. Kosick will stay in the game for Kansas City. He's out in the bullpen throwing the ball around with Monday leaving. Boy, that Monday made two great plays defensively tonight. Here's a Gary's 2-2 pitch to Aker. Swinging, strike three, and down he goes. The Knights hang on and hold him for two innings. The score, Kansas City 7, Detroit 5. The full broadcast of this game has been lost. The game finished with the Kansas City Athletics scoring one more run in the top of the ninth to win the game 8-5. The winning pitcher was Jack Aker, who extended his season record to 8-4, while the loss went to Hank Aguirre, who fell to 3-9 on the year.